So go ahead. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex Lloyd, and the uh, we're both in black tonight. There you go. <laughs> this is one of the few times we've both been in black. Uh, so the the man in black to my right, that's much more good looking and way younger, is Dr. Tim Adair. And uh, yes, if you're from my group, you read the email right. We are <laughs> talking about snot. Uh, now, some of you aren't here because that turned you off and you're going to wish you were. And so you can watch the recording. Uh, but for those of you who uh, really want to know how to deal with allergies in a, in a much better way, probably, than you've been dealing with them, you're in the right place, all right? So I've got a little bit to add tonight on the mental and emotional side. It is significant, so hang on for that. But uh, Tim is going to be doing the heavy lifting tonight. So, Tim, take it away. Yes, sir. So, Alex, we got together because we thought between our, uh, our expertise that we're supposed to be able to fill in each other's deficiencies here. So back to our triangle, structure, chemistry and emotional i don't know any of the emotional stuff so i'm just not aware of it so you can uh you can clue us in on that in a in a little while but there is a, some really good structural stuff and i want to start with that and then go into the chemistry and i feel like uh, uh that this is timely i think we're ahead of it i i believe in the next two three four weeks where we're at alex is this is going to be probably the solution that everybody's going to need, uh, the, the equation everybody's going to need solved. Uh, I had, uh, I do a lot of migraine work. I had seven people, uh, seven people that had acute migraines today, and I had two chronic patients in addition to that. So literally half of what I did today was, uh, was headaches. And so, uh, and, and it's fantastic. I went seven for seven with people that had eight to 10 pain scales that left uh, below a two. And so, uh, and then I sent them home with what we refer to affectionately as my snot chart. And so I want to share my snot chart with, uh, with uh, everybody on tonight. Can I interrupt real quick? Sure. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you heard what he just said. He had seven migraine patients today that were like a seven, eight out of 10. And how many of them left at a two or less? All of them. All of them. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can find anywhere else where someone can do that, and I don't care if it's a medication or standing on your head or whatever, let me just tell you, you're not going to find that. Where in 10, 15 minutes, a seven to eight migraine headache goes to a two or less. Yeah, you, you will not find that. I mean, if you find it, they're probably lying or um, or it's misrepresented. So, Alex, the bigger thing is this guy. Well, and here here's the bigger picture. The the I want to catch you a fish. That's fantastic. I'll feed you once, but if I teach you to fish, I'll keep you fed forever. And so uh, we're getting the people that usually present three to five times a week having those terrible headaches will go three to five months between headaches. And so we'll get seven people come in, but but they'll have like a headache uh, every 90 days, where in 90 days they previously would have had, oh gosh, uh, I mean, almost a headache a day. 
So like a hundred to one difference in their life. And brother, that is not saving lives, but that is saving the quality of life. And for those of us who are headache people, that's a really big deal. And so a lot of the strategies that we do, uh, I'm going to share with you guys tonight for free. And then uh, there's some there's some things that are absolutely free. There's some things that are really low cost and there's some things that are inexpensive. So there's no big ticket items tonight at all. I'm just going to teach people how to get ahead of the wolf. So let's start with our triangle with structure first. So in, uh, in w- the work that I do, the uh, structural stuff that goes with allergies and sinuses is on the stomach meridian. And so uh, when we uh, when we talk about a neck patient, what we're evaluating is we'll have them turn. We're checking their SCM muscles. We're checking their trapezius muscles on both sides and down between their shoulder blades from the base of the skull, the neck extensor muscles, all uh, uh, within uh, what we refer to as two-pointing with the stomach meridian. And so here's the anatomical stuff, the takeaways. So uh, did you ever see the movie Rocky? Yeah, about 20 yeah. times. Yeah, so you remember in the ring, like over in the corner, they have Q-tips that you look like, you, the Q-tips about this long, and you're going, man, I could clean my ear out with that thing from the living room. So if you get like Vicks Vapor Rub, like the eucalyptus and the menthol, and get it on the Q-tips, you know, I did a little bit of kickboxing in the day, and I'll tell you this, when you get punched in the nose by somebody who's a lot bigger and stronger than you, when you do a little, like, Bob, when you should have weave and you eat one, you'll swell up. And then when you swell up, you can't breathe. And when you can't breathe, you get your mouthpiece out, and then they break your jaw. Ask me how I know. So, so <laughs> what, we, what, we, what we want to do is get those Q-tips and get those Q-tips uh, in the privacy of your own home, of course, all the way up in there and let them sit for three or four minutes. It's fantastic for dilating the sinuses. So that's the structure, the very first structure thing. Alex, I am not uh, uh, a distributor or whatever of this. Here's a product that I use. Uh, it is for the stomach and it's from doTERRA. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It, I can see it. It's called Digest Zen. Now remember the sinuses are on the stomach meridian. So I put a little coconut oil over my sinuses and then put a drop or two of digest in and this digest snot. And so you can start to break down the, uh, actually I'm getting red, the, uh, uh, you can digest the, uh, the, the mucus. Now here's, here's another anatomical, have to know this, have to, have to get this. The roof of the mouth is the floor of the sinuses. So uh, I've got some a uh, couple thousand leftover COVID masks. Remember when we were all doing that, or yeah. yes, or will. So with a COVID, with a little mask, if you put on your mask and you put it around your ears, and I've got a big nose, I pinch the bottom of my underneath my nose, and I unhook the mask, and I take the mask away, and I just take any cheap peppermint oil and drop it a drop or two, not six, on the mask. And then I put the mask back on and the peppermint oil is underneath my nose. So that's dilating my airways up into the nose. Now, peppermint's used a lot of times for nausea. And remember though, the sinuses are on the stomach meridian. So anything that helps the stomach helps the sinuses. So fantastic. Now, 
good stuff. Uh, well, maybe good stuff. What I do with it? Well, I oh here it is. I have some real. Uh, Ian, how long oil. did you say you do the mask? Uh, so I wear the mask until my nose is open. Uh, okay. So most of the time, your your eyes are watering and your nose is running in four okay. or five minutes. Uh, if you really, really, really got a bad infection, it could be double that. Okay. But uh, if you got a headache, the the you can fake fake your brain out, and the peppermint oil actually helps with the headache sometimes. And uh, if you got a headache, just leave it on. Just leave it on. Don't sleep in it because uh, we want you to get a lot of uh, oxygen when you're breathing. But leave it on for a while. Now this is a really good peppermint oil, and I can I won't do that cheap one orally. But I'll do this one orally. And uh, look at me, Alex. I take the, my finger and get a drop. And I put it on the roof of my mouth under my nostril. And then a drop on the roof of my mouth underneath the other side. The roof of your mouth is the floor of your sinuses. Okay. okay? So structurally, we're using the understanding of that to help us with how we can uh, reduce the pressure that that causes that feedback and pain. Okay. Now, uh, so uh, going into the chemistry of how we kind of uh, address this. So it's different depending on what causes you to have impaction in your sinuses. Okay. And so uh, all of those things open you, all those are fantastic, but uh, which product do we use for which thing and so uh i've got um i've got what we refer to i'd like for everybody if you have your phone uh, and i'll give you another opportunity at the end to take a picture of this this is what i give all my mothers of uh young children and then my young child uh is all of a sudden a sophomore in college so she got up a couple of weeks ago and she called me and she said dad i got your snot chart out can you see this alex yeah yeah. She I said, I got your snot chart out. And she said, I blew my nose and it was yellow. So I knew that I had a staph infection. So she had a box of nutrition called Thymax. And she's not quite 120 pounds, but she's close. So she took two, three times a day for four or five days and uh, maybe six. And, uh, so without an antibiotic, she resolved her staph infection, her sinuses, got rid of her headaches, got rid of her snot, and uh, we, we live happily ever after. And she didn't have to wake me up early, and I got to sleep because she had all the information on her little snot chart, okay? Now, if it's clear, and we're going to use some complex terminology here, do you see on my chart where I have histamine written twice? Yeah. Right in the middle? Yeah. Where it says runny, if you're runny, you need Antronex. A-N-T, like antihistamine, dries it up. Allerplex has three L's in it. Liquid starts with the letter L. If you need to liquefy, you need Allerplex. If you need an antihistamine to dry it up, you need Antronex. And so uh, Allerplex is for the really thick white stuff, and uh, it will help you with uh, thinning it out. And then if you have pneumonia bacteria, that's gonna blow green. And uh, we use Infoplex. Pneumonia bacteria in your sinuses 
is not terribly frightening. Pneumonia bacteria in your lungs, if you cough and spit it up, is very frightening. So uh, when you have like bacteria in your body, like E. coli, if that's on your toilet paper after a bowel movement, that's not a big deal. If it's in your urinary bladder, that's a terrible deal. So certain bacteria doesn't bother us one place, but might get us the other. Infoplex is kind of green. If you cough it up and you spit it out, we're in real trouble. And that's the most referred thing I give to uh, uh, allopathic medical doctors is green mucus because uh, pneumonia is the third, before COVID, pneumonia was the third leading cause of death 40 years in a row. Uh, I believe something like that. And then of course, COVID was like COVID pneumonia. So I guess that was still kind of uh, pneumonia, right? So uh, green's a big deal. If you cough it, if you blow it, we can usually do it naturally. So there's the snot chart. Now uh, we'll have uh, all of these things I'm going to put on your website, Alex, Monday, each one of those. And uh, uh, the uh, prices, uh, my wonderful assistant, and we'll We'll, we'll do that. So these things are crazy and expensive. And normally that's not the cost to solve an infection. That's the cost to solve three or four of them. You usually take this stuff five or six days. I almost never get to day seven and I've, I've licked it. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Now, uh, I love the snot chart. Snot chart. So everybody that's got a short person, uh, don't feel helpless when the little one gets a crusty little nose, go to work. Now, speaking of little ones, look at how we've done this. See where it says 120 pounds? If your little one is 40 pounds, divide that by three. If your little one is 60 pounds, divide that by two. If your little one is 90 pounds, give three-fourths that much. And so these are all natural. It's all safe, but it is weight appropriate. Okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give everybody another opportunity here in a second to get a picture of that because there's a lot of correction you can do with the snot chart. And I'm probably going to need to write this next thing down that, uh, that I'm going to tell you. Um, are you familiar with something called a mast cell? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. So mast cells produce histamine and mast cells can be inhibited. Okay. And what inhibits mast cells so that you do not make histamine is magnesium. And out of 70-something uh, uh, minerals in the body in the United States, most of us, are our number one deficiency is magnesium. And part of that is because we have so many food allergies and leaky gut syndromes that we're, we're draining our magnesium supply because of our intake. And so... Uh, a person's supposed to take their weight in pounds and divide by 2.2. And so uh, I don't ask ladies to do this. I'll be the, I'll be the guinea pig for this one. So let's say. Uh, I weigh I'm 150 not, pounds if that's easier. Well, let's use you then. So if we do 150 pounds and I don't, I don't care what you are in pounds, I want to do kilograms. So I want to divide by 2.2 and that, Alex, you're 68 kilos. So next time you're at a dinner party, I want you to use a British accent and say 68 kilos when somebody asks you how much you weigh, okay? Now, uh, you want to multiply six milligrams per kilogram of body weight to find out your magnesium. So six times 68 
is 409. So if I gave you uh, three or 400 milligrams of magnesium at bedtime, I would have you suppressing your mast cell secretion of histamine, and we would be limiting your body's ability to promote mucus. How cool is that? That's very cool. Okay. So uh, those are some, uh, those are some tips. Now uh, uh, let me show everybody the snot chart one more time. And then I want you to uh, let me write that out for you. So you know how to uh, do that. Okay. I think everybody got a shot at that. Okay. So uh, let me wipe this up here. Any questions, Alex? Are we going through it uh, too fast? No, it's brilliant. I've never heard the Vicks Vapor Rub or the peppermint thing. Those are well, brilliant. It, yes, sir. Well, so, uh, you know, sometimes you learn things uh, in different places. And I have a background in kickboxing. And some of these trainers, man, are pretty clever. And uh, that uh, eucalyptus and menthol in the nose is, uh, I mean, even when you get punched in your nose, you can breathe through your nose after that. And it's fantastic because if you can keep your mouthpiece in, you don't get your jaw broke. And uh, that's a big deal in that world. Okay. So uh, one other thing, and uh, I just found out I've been a victim of a crime. Can you see this box? Yeah. So this brand is called Alveda. I think we get these on Amazon. I get this my off wife, the front porch. My wife does that. So this is not the one I thought I had. My daughter robbed me and took it to college. This is uh, alfalfa leaf. I'll just go ahead and tell you what this is for while we're here. Kind of has something to do with tonight's topic. Your stomach lining is anabolically rebuilt from certain estrogens that are found in alfalfa. So if a person really wants to build up and strengthen and every day make better their stomach lining, they could drink alfalfa tea and they could promote that anabolic growth of that lining. I went ahead and brought this up here because this company also makes a fenugreek seed tea. Uh, that is the best thing in the world for chronic mucus patients. I would tell you to have a cup of two of fenugreek seed tea every single day. And I'm not a huge advocate of honey, but if your mucus is from allergies, um, honey actually does help uh, with desensitizing you to uh, mucus. Okay, so uh, here's how you would order that. I like Alveda. Uh, they don't pay me to say that. So if you find another brand you like, you just get you some fenugreek CT. Now, the equation is... And and Hope does that every morning, by the way, Tim. Oh, she does. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, she loves it. Okay, so Alex, let's do the math again. How many kilos did I tell you with your British accent? 50-something. Okay, so I think it was 58. Oh, 58. So if we, uh, if we did that, then we, we would take that number and multiply it by six. And that equals milligrams of magnesium so little mgs of big mgs okay yeah. so that stops you from making as much histamine yeah pretty cool yeah that's awesome okay one more really good trick if you'll allow me and i'll shut up and turn it back over to you and i'll uh i'll stop cutting into your time 
Uh, Alex, tell me the God's honest truth. When you go to the beach and you're sitting on the beach, what is one of the things you notice about your breathing? Gets better and better. Better and better. Do you know why? Uh, salt air? Exactly the right answer. Do you know why? No. Because the ocean is the world's source of iodine. Iodine is what, uh, yeah, iodine is what, so by the way, if we're going to prep you for surgery, what are we going to rub you down with? Iodine. And what if you're breathing iodine? Would that kill germs in your nose? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. And your your iodine is uptaken, assimilated, and uh, makes your thyroid hormone. Your thyroid, when you're full of iodine, thins your mucus, okay? And so uh, we have a tremendous amount of people that are deficient. And we did, a whole, we did a whole triple heater thing on one of our podcasts. So I would refer you back to that and you can find out, if, hey, do I have a thyroid problem? If you have chronic mucus, you've listened to this podcast and you've listened to that podcast, and in two hours you still have chronic mucus, you need to listen again. There is the solution to crunch. And Alex, so many people's quality of life is so diminished because of, of uh, chronic uh, uh, mucus. And uh, it's not just them. It becomes an issue sometimes. Uh, you're, you're a little less appealing when you're full of mucus. And so this is kind of a big deal for uh, relationship stuff, too. Nobody wants to see the really hot boy or girl with a booger. That's just bad. So, okay. Now, do you now, when remember? When I had the green mucus, the girl would never go out with me again. Well, I mean, I think that cuts into <laughs> your charm. Okay. Do you remember this corporation? Yeah, of course. Yeah. The, they, notes. yeah so, so I use a little thing called the 3M formula. And here's my three M's. Do you see my three M's? I do. My first one is milk. milk. I, I'm really not a fan of the cow. Unless you're under two years old and you're watching this podcast, you probably should not be consuming the milk from another mammal, okay? Because I'm an ice cream guy. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, brother. And, and, I, and I tell my daughter this, and uh, I, I believe in relative justice. And so I know my 20-year-old is not going to always listen to her dad. But I tell her this. I said, babe, this is what I want you to do. When it's dessert time, you go like this. Yeah. If you're clear as a bell, then you go have some ice cream. If you're stuffy, I want you to uh, eat chocolate cake, uh, but do, but try not to have heavy cream. Right. Try not to do a ton of, uh, of milk. But here's the truest thing that you're going to see today. My three M's are. Uh, milk makes mucus. Yeah. So no cheese, no yogurt, no cream, no glass of milk, no cereal uh, when you're stuffy. And so people say, well, okay, I got to go dairy free. You got to go as dairy free as it takes to not make mucus. And so it doesn't do us. It, it, it's it's nonsensical to to sniff Q-tips uh, with eucalyptus up your nose. Do peppermint oil on the roof of your mouth. Wear a mask. Do digest zen. Do, uh, I completely didn't talk about doing trigger point structure stuff with CBD on the traps, the neck extensors. 
to sit down and go eat an ice cream cone afterwards and produce everything back that you just got rid of. So yeah. uh, I would say you eat as much as you can get away with and not any more than that. So that's the uh, uh, uptake with this. Now, a uh, reason I wanted to get this out there is I really believe that in the next two or three or four weeks, depending on which climate zone, this information is going to be really timely. Now, I say that because this is my 27th fall season that I've been practicing. So uh, I actually, with my inventory of these things, will really stock up on these products because I, I, I want to have them available for people when uh, when we need to solve that problem with them. And it's we're real close. And I don't have a degree in meteorology, but we're close. And so uh, I wanted this information to be out there for you guys, and you'll be uh, ready to slay the dragon when he sticks his head around the corner. So, so brother, I think that's what I had tonight. And uh, I'm probably wrong. I'll probably interrupt you in a minute and say, oh, one more thing. But I think that's what I got. Okay. Um, let me start with uh, my friend, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who uh, wrote the best-selling book, The Biology of Belief, was a cellular biologist at Stanford Medical School. Uh, he's been out on the lecture circuit for a good while now after that best-selling book and a couple of others. Had another wonderful book called The Honeymoon Effect. Anyway, he's a friend of mine. He endorsed um, The Healing Codes, my first book. Uh, we've done joint programs together. He's a wonderful man and a brilliant man. And um, uh, in his lecture, he said, okay, 95, about 95% of all illness and disease comes from uh, your beliefs, comes from stress, which comes from wrong beliefs, okay? And uh, someone in the crowd raised their hand and said, Dr. Lipton, what about the 5%? And he said, great question, glad you asked. The 5% comes from someone in your ancestry who had a disease gene mutate because of stress and a wrong belief. So. In actuality, he said, it's virtually 100% that illness and disease and health problems come from stress, and stress comes from a wrong belief. And that, and he proved that in the laboratory, okay? That the every cell in your body is either open or closed at any given time. An open cell does its job. So if it's a liver cell, it cleans your blood. If it's a brain cell, it uh, helps you think. Uh, it reproduces. It cooperates with uh, other organs and cells and, and all that great stuff that you need it to do. It's healthy and functioning. If the cell is closed, it does not take in oxygen. It does not take in nutrition. It does not take in hydration. It becomes more and more toxic as uh, as waste builds up that it can't get rid of because it's closed. Uh, so it is on the way to getting sick. And if it stays closed, you will get sick. Now, where will where will you break? Well, that's called weak link theory in medicine. And I don't know of a physician, whether an MD, chiropractor, psychologist, or whatever, I've never met one that disagrees with weak link theory. And what weak link theory says is that under stress, you break at your weakest link first. 
For my wife, Hope, that was depression. For me, it was uh, acid reflux and migraine headaches. For Dr. Ben Johnson, who co-authored my first book, A Medical Doctor, it was ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. So it can be anything. It's, it's wherever you break first, your weakest link, okay? So even, yes, uh, the source of allergies and mucus and stuff like that can be genetic. But even if it's genetic, you've got to ask yourself, okay, it's genetic, but where did it come from? Because only about 15% of adults have significant allergies, so, uh, based, according to the CDC. I think it's more than that, but mm -hmm. severe is the key word there, all right? 15% have severe allergies. So, yeah, there's a lot of genetic, but where does the genetic come from? According to Dr. Lipton, it's your ancestry that came from a wrong belief that manifested stress and then stress suppressed your immune system. And all of a sudden you're reacting to things that normally you wouldn't react to and you shouldn't react to, okay? So that's the first piece I wanted to share. Second piece is uh, from one of the most incredible women who have ever lived on this planet. And, uh, and I would fight someone if they challenged that with me. And her name was Dr. Doris Rapp, R-A-P-P, a medical doctor supreme. In fact, uh, she was the world pioneer in children's environmental medicine and had a, had a list of honors as long as your arm, like at the Kennedy Center in New York and stuff like that. I mean, she was big time, big time. She endorsed my first book as well. And um, the... She had the most incredible website, and I'm sad because she she died not long ago, and her descendants took her website down, and and that's normal. That happens all the time. But the reason I was sad is it was the most incredible website I've ever seen in my life. If you went to this website, there were all these videos of children. I mean, like uh, seven years old, five years old nine years old, 10 years old, okay? That sort of age range. And when you clicked on the video, and there were dozens of them, what I first thought, and what most people do think she told me, because uh, I went out to Arizona to spend time with her where she lived in Scottsdale. When you watch one of those videos, the children appeared to be insane, okay? Not sane, insane. They were screaming uncontrollably. They were running around the room and couldn't stop, and the teacher couldn't stop them. They were, they were banging their head against a wall. They were hitting walls. They were hitting themselves. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, the first time I saw it, I thought, this is made up. This is not real. Okay, um, it was absolutely real. Okay, and those those children were having severe allergic reactions. They were highly toxic to something that was in their environment. Okay, so 
she had, uh, and, and I should have brought her book here. She's got several books, but the main one is about this thick. I mean, it's huge. And it's a it's an inexpensive paperback. You can find it on uh, Amazon. So so go to Amazon, Doris Rapp, R-A-P-P-M-D, all right? And, and it has a blue and red and white cover. And it's about this big, really thick. Anyway, she would cure these children. And 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 so you on her website, you'd have the before video where they're screaming uncontrollably and no one can calm them down. And then you've got the after video where they're just normal and calm and conversing and happy. And you're like, what in the world? This is impossible. And, but it was absolutely the truth. So how did she cure them? Well, she had a couple of different tacks. One is she would have someone go to their school, okay? And they would look through things like the cleaning, the, the cleaning supplies that they clean the school floor with, the cleaning supplies that they do the mirrors and walls with, the... Uh, you know, all of the chemicals that are used in the school, and there are dozens of them. And let me tell you, especially especially back 10, 20, 30, 50 years ago, most of those chemicals were incredibly harsh, and they weren't concerned about their effect on health. They were only concerned about how well they would clean, okay? Now, today, there's a little bit more environmental consciousness and health consciousness, but back then, there wasn't. Now, today, it's not anywhere what it should be, but it's a little bit better, all right? So someone would go to their school and they would find out which of these chemicals are, are toxing this child and let's take that out of the child's environment. And sometimes they would have to keep the child home for a month or something like that, or five weeks or six weeks. The, the time period was typically about six weeks, okay? And once they had had that toxin out of their environment for about six weeks so that their immune system could recover, then they could go back to school and typically they would not react anymore. Mm. And, and the, chem the chemical is still there, but they're not going crazy anymore. They're not banging on the walls. They're not screaming. They're not hitting people. They're okay now. Sometimes that wouldn't work. The other tack, was to do the same thing with foods, okay? Uh, let's let's uh, let's eliminate wheat for six weeks and see what happens. Let's eliminate corn for six weeks and see what happens. Let's eliminate sugar for six weeks and see what happens. Or uh, let's eliminate several of them and then we can we can narrow it down on the back end, okay? But but typically. When you find the right food that is toxing you, okay, and uh, and uh, my wife Hope's biggest one is what Tim, and this is not original with him, although most things are, um, it's called white trash by most people, okay? <laughs> That's her biggest one, okay? And you know what? It's also the one, the thing she loves the most. And that's another thing Dr. Rapp discovered is that typically it's the thing you're eating too much of. 
craving. over time. Yeah, craving. Craving. Mm -hmm. You tend to crave what you're toxic to. Okay? Please hear that. Along with uh, Tim's brilliant things, you tend to crave mm -hmm. what you're toxic to. So if you're craving something, there's a decent chance, would you agree, Tim, that that thing is negatively affecting you to some degree? Uh, very likely. Okay. And, uh, and including, like, I see my biggest in that wheat family, white trash family, but it's the liquid version. Right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I would encourage you to get Dr. Rapp's book. Uh, a paperback that's very inexpensive. You'll love it. You'll pass it down to your children and grandchildren because they're going to have these issues too. And that is a free way you can you can deal with some of these things. Alex, okay. again, her first name? Doris, D-O-R-I-S. Doris. Okay, so those are two of my heroes that have done brilliant, brilliant work uh, in this area. So with Dr. Lipton's, all right. So, what are the what's the emotional, mental belief component that is maybe either causing my allergies and sensitivities, or making them worse, or whatever? Okay. And I have never done this on this program, and I don't ever plan to do it again. But this afternoon, I wrote down some notes on this. And I want to get it right because there's several different areas in regard to allergies and snot uh, and sensitivities, okay? So I'm going to look at my notes to make sure I tell you this correctly, all right? All right, so allergies, sensitivities, snot, toxicity, et cetera. Here's the mental emotional. And Tim's right. It's the stomach area that's connected to the sinuses. The uh, the biggest emotions related to that are, number one, is disgust. Disgust. I mean, that you talk about emotions. Some of them are stronger than others. Disgust is way up there. That is a very powerful negative emotion. That's number one, disgust. Some others, being overly sympathetic. Uh, it's being sympathetic is fantastic. Okay. But if you're overly sympathetic where people are like, well, it's not that big a deal. You're making a really big deal about this. It's not that big a deal. You're doing that for some reason. Okay. What are others? Um, having, having a expanded or overblown self-importance overblown self-importance, um, obsession. Uh, you know anyone with uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder? This is the, this is the area for that, obsession. Um, despair, despair is, is under disgust. Uh, being nervous is under disgust. And the last one, is feeling, and the word I would use is stifled, feeling stifled. Like you have something that wants to come out or you want to share and someone's like, rep, you feel like you're wrapped up and you it, you can't get it out. You can't let it out. You can't say it. You can't, you, 
you can't do it. Okay. So those are the, those are the biggest negative emotions. And now here are the emotional issues most related to disgust, stomach, snot, uh, et cetera. All right. Overreacting. Now, why do you overreact? Because you feel like your well-being is being threatened. And that's very often unconscious, not conscious. You feel like your well-being is being threatened. Um, and it leads you to deny your own self-worth. It leads you to deny your own self-worth. So you start doubting that, you know what? I'm, I, I may not be quite as valuable as other people. I may, I'm not quite as good at this or that or the other or, or everything or anything as other people are. That's the first area. Second area, they're repressing strong anger. Okay, you're repressing strong anger. It is basically an irritation response to life. Okay, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too much. I can't handle it. All right, that's number two. Okay, number three, you are frightened and you fear loss. You're frightened and you fear some kind of loss, whether it's it's realistic or not. Okay. Uh the, the fourth one, you have a fear about fully participating in life. And that comes from a distrust of letting someone or something inside your barriers. It, you, you've heard of that you know, don't get into my space. Well, this is not talking so much about the physical space as the emotional space. You're, you're, I, I, I'm not gonna, there's some things in life I'm just not gonna participate in because I'm afraid that someone is gonna get inside my emotional barriers and it's gonna get uncomfortable for me. So it's better just to not play, okay? And then the last one, they did not get the love they needed, and it's typically from the mother. Now, very often, this is this is perceived, not necessarily reality. Because remember, when when most of these beliefs are formed, you're a year old, three years old, five years old, eight years old. Uh, I mean, Freud is the first one that said this, and I'm not a Freud fan, but but this part of Freud is true. By age six or eight, we're pretty much programmed for all of our beliefs. Is there a God or is there not? If there's a God, which God? Are people nice or do they or do I need to be afraid of them? Uh, by that age, you pretty much have your beliefs intact. So those beliefs were formed when you were a little kid in Delta Theta brainwave state, which means you don't even have the ability to logic and reason. When something happens, it just all goes to straight hard drive programming. Okay, so uh, typically, this is this you, you feel rejected by your mom, but that doesn't mean mom rejected you. 
okay? It's very often perceived, not real. And then the last one, I lied, there's one more. Um, you, you really, typically, most of the people that suffer with this stuff, they are longing and trying to earn back their mother's respect. Now, it can be a father, but that's, that's probably one in seven. The other six are mom, okay? So you're trying to prove something, and you may not even be sure why you're trying to prove it. You're trying to prove it to get what you did not get as a child, which is enough love from a parent, and typically, but not always, your mother, okay? So if you're wanting to address the mental and emotional uh, with the healing codes or trilogy or whatever, um, go to stomach, go to anger, go to disgust, go to these issues I just named. And uh, as those go down from like a zero to 10 scale, when they all get down below a one on a zero to 10 scale, which means basically those issues are not bothering you anymore. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have had their allergies heal doing that. Okay. So what, but, but uh, people ask me sometimes, you know, why do you recommend multiple things instead of just one thing? Okay. Well, let me ask you a question about that. Okay. If you had, uh, if you started to feel bad and you went into your medical doctor and they ran all the tests and they brought you back in when the tests are done and your doctor's looking at his shoes because he's got a, he's got feelings too and he feels bad about what's about to happen. So he has trouble looking you in the eye and then he tells you, I'm so sorry to tell you, Alex, but you have whatever. Let, let's say it's late stage cancer. Okay, um, you're going to ask him why and 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 how did I get this and and you know all that sort of thing, and he's going to tell you we don't know. All right, the reason he tells you we don't know is because they can't find a physical source for all this stuff. And Southwestern University Medical School and Medical Center a few years ago did a study to try to find that for the first time in history. And after years, the study was concluded. They held a press conference. It was headline news all over the world. They said, we found it. We found the source of illness and disease. And as soon as we figure out a way to fix it, it's going to change the face of health all over the world forever. Ladies and gentlemen, they haven't found a way to fix it. They named it cellular memories. It's your memories, okay? If you have a memory with anger, or in this uh, in this case, disgust, low self-worth, rejection from your mother, whatever, those memories resonate just like uh, a radio station or a cell phone, a, a, a signal that you can't see with your eyes but the hypothalamus in your brain picks up as a stress signal and flips on the stress switch. When the stress switch is flipped on, the first thing that happens is your immune system is suppressed, and here you come and break at your weakest link, which in the case of tonight is allergies 
And yes, Tim's favorite word, snot. Um, so that's the mental, emotional side and how I would address that. And um, but but here's the point. If that doctor told you instead of allergies, Alex, you have light, you have serious cancer that if we can't fix it, it's going to kill you. OK. Well, that's going to I mean, you're going to start crying probably and then you're going to not want to talk to anybody and then you're going to be, you know, what am I going to do and all the, you know, well, well, what if you started researching then and you found five things that were, that seemed like legitimate possible um, healing cures fixes for that late stage cancer? What if you found five that seemed like you know what? All five of these seem credible. There's good research behind them. There's lots of people saying they've healed from cancer from these. Which one would you pick to do? Which of the five? How do you decide which of the five? Well, I'll tell you what I would do. I would do all five. If my life is on the line and all five of these are, are credible ways to address that problem, I'm not doing one or two, I'm doing all five because I want to stay here for my wife and children and hopefully grandchildren before long, okay? So why am I saying that? Do the Healing Codes and Trilogy for the mental emotional, do the supplements for the physical, do the uh, the Vicks Vapor Rub up your nose for the for that, do the, do the, um, uh, peppermint on a roof of your mouth, do the mask, do, do all of it. Don't do the elimination diet, uh, change those beliefs. Don't do one of them, do all of them, uh, and have your allergies heal. Okay. Um, hope my wife, when we got married and for several years after we got married, had some of the worst allergies I've ever seen from anybody. She had to go to Vanderbilt Hospital every week and get a shot or they were so bad that she couldn't function. She couldn't go to class. She couldn't uh, do anything. She couldn't sleep. OK, she has not had shots now. in uh, how long have the healing codes been around? Twenty three. She hasn't had shots in 23 years. OK, so don't think. Oh, I've had these all my life. There's nothing, you know, maybe these things work for other people, but no, no, no. Hers are as bad as they get, okay? You, they absolutely can heal. And I've seen it many, 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 many times just with the mental emotional. Tim has seen it many times with the structural and chemical, okay? Don't do one, do all three, okay? And that's what I hope we're given you tonight is all three. Alex, so, I want to give a quick quiz, if you'll allow me. Uh, and I want you to participate in this quiz. I wrote this up oh, here. No. Thing. Okay, I so, everybody, so I cool. want everybody to put in the chat box <laughs> the answer to this question. Here's the quiz. Uh, here's the question here, and I'll show you the multiple choice answers. What would you do if you had significant mucus and snot from allergic process? Here's the answers. Oh man, that is great. That is great. E, 
Yes. So, Alex, I wrote this before you were saying do everything. Here's the thing. There's not much out there that can't be fixed. I believe that to the core of my being. And what we don't know how to fix yesterday, we'll figure out for tomorrow. But but you've got if you want things to change, you've got to change the things that change the things you want to change. So you've got to come at it. And, and, and I have to tell you, I love martial arts because there's life lessons built in there. I have had almost nobody fall down from hitting them once, but you let me get them with a combination, right? Oh, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it'll make it fall. And so you hit this with a combination, it will fall and you'll get a knockout and you'll win and you'll, you'll feel like a champion and you'll move past this. Now we'll say one more thing. And this is the last thing I've got. So I have people sometimes when we try to help them with allergies, we help them with snot. And they almost talked me into making them worse. And, and I want you to hear this. And Alex, I want you to comment on this specifically because I think you'll have some great insight on this. People will come into me and they'll say, you've got to help me increase my immune response. And after talking to them, I'm finding out that they're not sick all the time. They have allergies. Well, here's the kicker. Your immune system does not, to be, uh, does not need to be increased when you have allergies. It's already too high. Yeah. We need to calm it down when you have allergies. Now, if you have an infection, that's a different deal. So, so what we what we need to look at, and then we talk about this yellow snot and this green snot, that's infection, but it's because the petri dish of mucus is so big, it's the perfect breeding ground. So you're overactive before you're underactive. And so, Alex, could you comment on like how can we calm down? the over immune response, the hyper immune response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to, I was going to do this post-it note at the very end. Allergies are, are a weird animal. Um, if you look at, uh, and you can Google and find a lot of this, um, actually, depending on what you're allergic to, like if you're allergic to, um, um, if you're allergic to chocolate, that's that may be a very different emotional issue than if you're allergic to rubber, um, which a lot of people are. OK, so we could probably talk for days about, OK, I've got this allergy. What emotion and stuff is behind that? Let me tell you really quick how to find that out. OK, when you're having your allergies and the snot is running out, whether it's yellow, green or whatever color, um, ask yourself, okay, when I've blown my nose and it's uncomfortable and I'm looking at that snot and the tissue, whatever color it is, what is the number one negative emotion I have about having these allergies? All right. And let's say it's, um, let's say it's anger because that's one of the big ones related to allergies in general. Then ask yourself, okay, anger. Rate it zero to 10. How angry am I about having these allergies and, and how they affect my life and, and hold me back in certain situations or whatever, all right? Uh, then ask yourself, okay, so write that down, whatever that zero to 10 is. Then ask yourself, okay, when is the first or the biggest time in my life that I experienced anger? Not about allergies, about anything, 
about anything, okay? The first or biggest. Just go with the first one that comes to mind, okay? Write that, write that memory, not the anger. Write the memory. Let's say it's uh, your. Uh, this is one of my older brothers who had an absolute meltdown temper tantrum as a five-year-old outside of the Woolworth store because my mom wouldn't buy him a Coca-Cola, okay? And he absolutely melted down, all right? And it was a trauma, a, a trauma to him in his life that affected him for a long time. Okay, so at that early memory, he's not he's not focused on the anger. He's focused on standing outside the Woolworths, melting down because he didn't get a Coca-Cola. Okay, when he remembers that memory, zero to 10, how strong is the negativity of that memory? Let's say it's a five, all right? That's where you focus, not on the current allergies. You focus on the Woolworths outside on the sidewalk, not getting the Coca-Cola, melting down. And you work on that memory, not the anger, the whole memory, until you ask yourself, okay, how much is that bothering me now when I remember it? And now it's below a one. Now you're done with it. Probably forever. Now go find another anger memory that's not the Woolworths one, but a different one. Work on that one till it's below a one not bothering you anymore. Keep doing that until you think about your life. Okay, what other anger memory is still bothering me? And you can't think of one. Then you're done. You've just healed the, uh, the source, the emotional mental source of those allergies you're experiencing. Alex, that's fantastic. Yeah, and it's so simple. simple. I show up with a snot chart, and you get to do that. Now, how's that fair? Oh, the snot chart was brilliant. That's the best (laughs) thing of the night. No, brother. Especially the green snot. uh, Yeah, so uh, it's it's fantastic. I appreciate you uh, adding what you – I wish I knew all the stuff you knew. The one little piece, and you, you know how little I know about the emotional stuff, but you remember back in the day, the beginning and ending points for the stomach meridian? Are they're right? Yeah, it's also over. the fear. It's also the fear uh, point. Well, it's also the sinuses. Yeah. And, and right. so uh, my thoughts are if we did an essential oil right after we drank some fenugreek tea and swallowed our iodine and took our thymax with our Q-tips freshly out of our nose, when we did this, I think the, the cumulative effect would be even greater. So just, yeah. just fantastic to flood the pathways. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually you can just tap there a little bit and, and that should help. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Brother, you want to take a few questions? Uh, and then, uh, Uh, let me see. Uh, We have two questions and we've already answered them. They must've been written in before we, uh, before we talked about it. Okay. Uh, One is they're both about uh, beliefs in the mental side, mental emotional side of um, of allergies, and it's seven thirty, so we're right on the button. So last words, Tim. Yeah, just uh, just a piece of little housekeeping here. Uh, So I had a really sweet young lady who fell in love and moved to uh, East Tennessee, I believe, who used to work for me, and she uh, 
set me up apparently a LinkedIn account. And uh, I vaguely have memories of that one day in the hallway. And uh, I don't know the password. So I want to tell everybody I am not not responding to you on purpose. I've got to get in touch with her. I know nothing about how to get into that or what that's all about. So uh, or, or there's another Dr. Tim out there somewhere who uh, is a crazy chiropractor, too. So uh, I probably, I'm, I'm not shunning anybody. I've got to do a little research on that. And then um, uh, what was the other thing I want to say? Oh, Alex, I will be out of town for the next two Thursday nights. And so right. I look very forward to uh, uh, another topic in a couple of weeks. But uh, I'm going to give you a couple Thursday nights off, it looks like. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay. And um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, all I would say is so many people say, um, yeah, I've got I've got pretty bad allergies. And they say that their whole life. All right. Uh, if that's you, how would you like to be able to say starting in 2024, I used to have really bad allergies, but now I don't have allergies anymore. Well, let me tell you, that is absolutely possible. And I believe we've shared with you tonight how. So um, if you don't do it, that's up to you. But uh, I think, Tim, we've done our job. And, and what you just said freaks me out. Uh, I don't know that we're that much alike, but in the last um, month, I have gotten all these, uh, I started getting all these LinkedIn things and and I tried to respond and I couldn't. And when I went to look, I had no clue what my password was because I had not set up the account. And so these, crazy. People were, these people were pinging me on LinkedIn, but I couldn't respond and I still can't respond. I still don't know what the password is. But Isn't so, that funny? So anyway. I, I know Laura completely believes both of us are telling the truth since she always spells us out with tech. And Laura, thank you for tonight. And yeah. uh, and uh, guys, I'll just tell you this in closing. Uh, we threw a lot of things out there to do this and do this, do this. It, since childhood, this is always this is this will carry you from childhood to old age. Stop doing bad. Start doing good. And so if you're allergic to milk, stop doing milk, do your fenugreek, do your iodine, do your essential oil, uh, work on these issues that Dr. Alex has mapped out for us. Stop doing bad, start doing good. Alex, I'm allergic to tomatoes on purpose. Do you know how many of those I've had in 26 years since I've learned that? Uh, not one, not, not on purpose. Now I've been uh, uh, poisoned a couple of times. But uh, uh, I am absolute black and white. It's bad. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, would... and, and you know what? If you know how to, if you know a way to not suffer from something and you still do it, to me, that means for some reason you are wanting to suffer. There's some self-destructive things. Yeah. 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 So, well. so think about that too. If you, if you keep, that that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing, but but hoping for different results, not going to happen. You're sabotaging well, yourself. Everybody, I hope in the next couple of weeks, wherever you're at, uh, as these issues environmentally change 
and you get uh, confounded with this issue, I hope we gave you some strategies to fight back. And I really believe, because I see it uh, in my practice, if we implement these things, you'll get great, great relief. And I don't know what most everybody's addicted to, but I will tell you, oxygen is on the list. And uh, when we get uh, uh, more uh, of that, everything functions better. So uh, I hope everybody benefits. Alex, I know I benefited from listening to your part. And uh, I'd go back and rewrite my notes. I was writing so fast. I want to do this again and lock it in. Yeah, me, me too. Me too. Really good. Really good stuff. But, brother, I love you. Thank you. Uh, forgive me for being gone the next couple of weeks. But I look forward to uh, being your partner in the crime when I get back. Have fun on the beach. Love you, everyone. Have a great two weeks. We'll see you in three weeks. Uh, Good night. Bye, everybody. Uh -huh. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Love you.